All right, welcome to our podcast today, and we're going to change things up a little bit. We we typically do two core doctrines and a storyline in each week, um, but in order to kind of stay in the order of, of our books of the Bible, we need to go ahead and hit a storyline today, which is about um, Noah, the story of Noah, and it's uh, the topic really is judgment and mercy. So this week, in order to kind of keep our uh, podcast going in the order of the books of the Bible, we're going to hit three storylines, if we can, three, four, and five, and then uh, the following week, we'll probably be back to uh, a couple of core doctrines and one storyline that next week, but let's go ahead and look at storyline number three, judgment and mercy, and we're looking at the story of Noah and the great flood. I'll go ahead and read parts of chapters uh, seven through nine here, and I'll start out with verses one through five in chapter seven. The Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. I'll skip down to verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were open, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. And on that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. I'll skip down to verse 22. Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. And now I'll skip to uh, chapter 8, verses 13. By the first day of the first month of Noah's six hundred and first year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark and you and your wife and your sons and your wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. 
And then I'll skip down to 9, verse 1. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and, and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I have gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. The last few verses I'll read are chapter 9, 12 through 15. <clears throat> And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. So that is the story of the great flood and how God found Noah and his family to be the only righteous people on earth. He brought down his judgment, killing everyone and everything that was not on the ark, which is pretty harsh, right? I mean, um, and in that, God once again shows that he is sovereign, that he is in control. And now the flip side of, of that is is the mercy that he shows Noah and Noah's family. You know, it's it's kind of a balance of discipline and mercy. And it made me think a little bit today of a parent who, who disciplines out of love because he he knows what is best for a child. And he wants what is best for that child. But that same parent can sometimes show mercy out of that same feeling of love, choosing not to bring down a punishment. It's at the discretion of the parent which method to deliver in a particular situation. But, but both methods come from a place of love. Both desire the best for a given situation or child. So let's look a little more closely at this story of Noah and the ark, God had seen that every inclination, this is back in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all of the time. That's, what, that's how Genesis 6, 5 reads. So as a result, God decided that that was unacceptable for the human population who, who he had made in his own image but had become so selfish, so evil. So he acted. He chose to act in a way that destroyed 99.9% .9 of all living creatures. But that action would also restore order and righteousness to mankind, at least for a little while until we, you know, mankind screwed it up again. And God made a promise to Noah to never again destroy the earth's living creatures. He gave Noah and his family authority over all living things. So, you know, I think one of the lessons I see today is God is all-powerful. He does what he wants. He knows what is best for the universe, 
He knows what is best for us individually. And we could probably all look at the story and say, well, didn't seem like it was best for 99.9% of the earth to be wiped out. But then again, we don't know what God knows. We don't know what happened to the souls of those people who were wiped from the face of the earth. We just know that their lives on earth ended at the time of the flood. God knows the rest of the story. And I think maybe the question we have to ask ourselves today is, do we believe that God loves us and wants the best for us, even if we don't fully understand his choices or his plan? So I hope that's good to think about today. I'll go ahead and go into uh, prayer for us. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. And we know that your judgment uh, is, is, uh, is, is good for us in the long run, too. And even if, if punishment or judgment seems harsh or if it seems in the short term something really difficult to deal with, uh, at the same time, you, you are God, and we trust in you that you know what is best for us and that the things you do for us, the things that you do, um, all of those things are out of a place of, of goodness because you, because you are good and of, out of love because you love us and uh, you, the, the essence of you is love. So thank you, Lord, for uh, the times that you show mercy and grace Thank you for your truth and your justice, and thank you for always loving us. Help us to learn what you want us to learn from uh, the book of Genesis and uh, later on the book of Exodus as we hit a couple of those things this week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.